sponsored by Fantasy Grounds. Howdy everyone, my name is Nonat, and today I am joined by four wonderful fellows to be playing through Paizo's The Slithering Adventure. Uh, I think you might know who I am because this is on my channel, but if not, howdy, I'm Nonat, and I will be the game master for this adventure. Uh, Tyler? Yeah, uh, my name's Tyler. Uh, I am the game master for the Min Max podcast, and uh, really excited to play in a game with uh, Nonat here. I am Swanee from MinMaxed, obviously. Played characters such as Micklick and Moonlight. Happy to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm Ted. Hi, Ted. I'm also from MinMaxed. <laughs> uh, I played characters that were uh, everybody hated. Born Storm. <laughs> no one liked that guy. Started bar fights and uh, Sabachi Sayana. Let's just not talk about that character. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a crazy coincidence. David, you're not possibly also from Minmax, are you? I am, but I'm the only one who doesn't live in Min, which is a play on words in our in our podcast mm. name. I'm in Georgia, uh, but I used to live in Minnesota. Yes, I am David. Hello. I am our editor when we do podcasts. And uh, yeah, happy to be here. Thanks for having us. Fantastic. Thank you all for being here with me. I am really excited. And for the sake of video length and everyone at home, how about we go ahead and jump into it? South of the Inner Sea region, on the continent of Garund, lies the Mwangi Expanse. And deep within the dense jungles of this wild continent, there is the city of Kibwe. It used to be much smaller, but in recent times has blown up in population as become almost a fully functioning trade city in this otherwise dangerous locale. Uh, very well known for what used to be a popular slave trade market, which has since been slowed down and almost halted thanks to more reinforcement from the laws. Uh, and very well known for its market of rare materials, rare items, uh, and a very expansive marketplace, as well as just a large, safe place from the jungles outside. There, a pair of two adventurers, one orc and a gnome, find themselves right in the middle of the marketplace, browsing wares, going from stall to stall. The orc, Vorgak, if you would like to introduce yourself. Uh, hi, uh, I'm Vorgak. Um, this is... And it points to the flying black cat that hovers over his shoulder. This is my curse. He follows me everywhere. Hemlock, are we going to get on with it? Is there something that I can help you find here? I know that you said you wanted to talk to a man. Uh, as he speaks to the uh, much, much shorter gnome beside him, Hemlock. Yes, Hemlock is a gnome, and he is wearing a uh, full suit and tails uh, tuxedo and top hat at all times. Standing out drastically in this town. Yes, I'm certain. <laughs> yes, of, of course, Wargak. Uh, we're always on the lookout for things of interest. I'm just looking to see if I can pursue a lead. And uh, Hemlock, a specific stall a little ways down actually catches your eye. Uh, there's nothing super special about it, but the, the 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 merchant in front of the stall is very, very active, very animated, drawing people in, and his motions catch your eye. Well, I would certainly head over to him to see what's going on. The merchant eyes you at Hemlock, and he sees you looking in his direction. He's just kind of sort of waving to you, like, he's a little far out of earshot, so he can't, he can't hear him, but he's just waving very, very animatedly in your direction. I head towards him. Hemlock, I don't like this guy. What are you doing? <laughs> Ah, we're just gathering information. Fine. And as you get a, a little bit closer, 
Uh, you hear just, hello, hello, welcome. You have made a very, very good decision today, coming to my stall here, the best in Keepway. What, ah. are, what are your names? Hello, my name is Hemlock Gates. Well, a well-dressed man as yourself should have a rightfully well-fitting name, and sure you do. Well, thank you. And your name, sir? Oh, my name is Kendi Laughslong. If you buy from me, you'll laugh every day of your life. Clever, clever. <laughs> he Maybe. says the same things that all the stalls men say. Oh, no, 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 no. See, they, they are lying to you. Me, I mean it out of pure generosity. Yes, of course he does. Too. Of course he does. I'd like to make a diplomacy check with this man if I could. Diplomacy or sense motive? So it's going to be a diplomacy using the, the uh, skill feat Glad Hand, which allows me to make a diplomacy check without having to spend the typical one minute of time conversing that you'd normally do. It's like a first impression kind of thing. I want to get him to like me. Oh, okay, yeah, sure, go for it. Like like genuinely like me. Yeah. All right. You look like a money, of course he's gonna like you. <laughs> <laughs> My diplomacy, oh, not very well for, get a 16. Okay, and uh, he, he kind of looks you up and down, listens to your, your words a little bit, and goes, Sir, sir, I know you try to butter me up like a fresh biscuit, but this is still business. Fair enough. But you have an astute eye. You can't survive in this business without it. And he starts sort of like looking like, like gesturing over all of his wares. You see some fairly nice, uh, some of them look like they could be weapons, but they're much more ornate. A lot of the blades look fairly blunt, like they're not built for combat, they're just there for decoration. Uh, he has some nice wood carvings. And at this moment, coming from the other direction, a very interesting duo is a large, demonic-looking bird. How tall is Karanal? In bird terms, yes, he's fairly large, <laughs> but he's still only four foot five. Oh, he's only four foot five. Okay, yeah. okay. So, I mean, in bird terms, he's big. But... A comparatively large, demonic-looking bird. Uh, a four-foot-tall bird would scare the shit out of Especially me. Especially if it has horns. How about you introduce Karina? Uh Yeah, Karina is actually also well-dressed. Maybe not quite as nice as the gnome across the way, but he is—he has—he does have very fine clothing on, and he has, uh, as you mentioned, large horns, red eyes, and black feathers. And at his side, he's got uh, a comma. And uh, who's that? Uh, who's that little little fellow following behind the bird, Ted? Well, that would be a Nenznak Nolbach, who is a gnome Asmar. So he, what he looks like is a—he's uh, about four feet, a little under. Just your standard-looking gnome, fine clothing, and he's just hanging out with a halo above his head too. <laughs> Gotta add that, you know, standing next to the guy with the horns, he's got the halo. <laughs> As you two, you two have just been making your way through the market, uh, passing this stall. Really, you see the the, the very well-dressed gnome to the side, just very stand out against the rest of the, the not, not, it's not a dirty market, but you know, he, he's dressed for a nice party. And everyone else here is dressed because it's beating hot out. And as you walk by, you can actually uh, hear Kendi conversing with these two. And he actually side-eyes you two as well and opens his arms wide and just yells, Ah! Whoa! Almost knocked my lamp over! <laughs> 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 Pardon me, this is a very good artifact. I don't want it breaking. But there's not one buyer, not two, but many buyers! He's kind of clapping his hands, gesturing to all four of you. He continues just 
saying, look, please, please take time. Come over here and look. He points out more intricately carved wood, some with some nice, like, engraved runes on them. Magical or not, it's hard to tell from this distance. And then he finally looks to, uh, to you, Nenznak, uh, and just says, you, you have a halo. Surely you, you have an eye for... And then he stops. And he's staring you dead in the eyes, Nensnack. And he's not saying anything. And then, slowly, a couple strands of hair fall out of his head. And his hand is still, like, up in place, holding his finger out. And you see him start to slowly droop? It almost looks like something in slow motion, barely noticeable at first, but very, very quickly it all speeds up. You see his skin begin to drip off of his arm, his eyes staring straight at you, liquefy and drip out of his face as he falls forward, and rather than colliding physically with the ground, his entire body splashes upwards, back in on itself, and is just a large black puddle. Well, not all of the smarket men do this, though, Hemlock. My goodness, what has happened? You see his eyes melt out of his head. <laughs> that was really cool. It was horrific. Snack, what did you do to this man? Did, did I just turn this man into a puddle? He was staring right at you. What did you do? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I, I look over my shoulder and look at my cat and go, did you do this? You son of a bitch every time. The second you say, you son of a bitch, the puddle moves and it lashes out sideways at our dear friend Hemlock. Please roll me initiative. Yes, initiative. <laughs> That's really big. And this I'm puddle just spreads out. And like I said, it one of its it, a long stringy pseudopod sort of moves in the direction of uh, Hemlock, and it slowly pulls itself towards you. Uh, people around you are starting to scatter and run. People are incredibly uh, terrified of this thing, and our first combat starts off with Nensnack. Nensnack's frightened. Like, he was just making direct eye contact with yeah. this guy and <laughs> watched him melt in front of him. Uh, he really wants to know what the hell this thing is, so he's going to start by doing one of his revelation spells, actually. Okay. Uh, he's going to start with a vision of weakness. Basically, I target one creature, I focus my gaze on the creature, gain a flash of divine insight into its nature, um, I learn any of its weaknesses, I learn what its lowest saving throw is out of the three, Okay. Uh, and I get inherent understanding of its movements, and then I gain a plus two status bonus to my next attack if I attack. Yeah, it has no weakness, uh, but you do know that due to its large gelatinous form, it is not the most uh, apt at reflex saves. And when I do that, there's also kind of like a outpouring of life energy from me okay. whenever I cast Revelation Cells. Mm -hmm. That's as much RP as you'll get from me. Everyone <laughs> um, clap for Ted. Yes. Run away. <laughs> and then I'm we all to... run. <laughs> this thing is frightening. Um, it just attacked, or it's going to attack Hemlock, correct? That's that's the direction it sort of pulled that's... itself. What I will do then is cast Shield Other on my friend Karina. 
And Shield Other is just like it was in, well, very similar to what it was in one in first edition. Um, Karen and I will take half damage and I take the other half. Ooh, okay, nice. Is that one or two actions? Uh, that is two actions, so that will end my turn. Okay, well, it's Karana's turn next. Okay. Karana, not knowing what this thing is, but seeing that it uh, looks rather hostile, all the things that I want to do to this thing, I don't know that I can because of its body type. <laughs> can you trip a noose? <laughs> um, I don't see how that's possible. I don't see how that's possible either. Is there something that would say that? Man, you're the GM. You're yeah. the GM, man. As I mean, <laughs> does what I know, I mean, I guess I can look at it and go, I don't see how I'm going to trip this Yeah, thing. I would allow I that to be common say. sense. This thing does not have any kind of appendage it's holding itself up on. So not knowing what else to do, he will quick draw his uh, comma and attack it. I'm so proud of you as a player. If there were Which... player hero points, I would give you one. <laughs> um, okay, make me it's attack roll. still really bad because... I know what this thing is. <laughs> I get a 33 to hit it. Uh, so good news. That's a critical. Bad news. Uh, you you raise your comma. You, you think this is it's such a big target. There's no way you could mess this up. And you cleave directly through the center of this thing. And there is a complete separation in the middle. Um, and that, that, that doesn't lie. Uh... It doesn't take any visible damage, and the two halves come together into two separate oozes. Okay. Seeing that, Karanoff freaks the <laughs> fuck out. <laughs> and just kind of like looks at Nesnak. This is a good start, guys. This is really bad. <laughs> I'm still really proud of you for slashing <laughs> an ooze that you knew would split. That, that I knew would split, <laughs> yes. I, my weapon is a I mean, that's my main weapon, so that's just what I would do. Mm -hmm. I have another weapon, but I don't know that it's going to do anything different, so... Third ooze incoming. <laughs> yeah, I will... I can't even raise... Um, oh, I do have a shield. I'll raise my, my buckler. Oh, there you go. Okay, cool. And do bucklers also add plus two, or are they only plus one? Plus one. Okay, gotcha. I, I do have a third action. Okay, yeah. Um, you know, I will actually move north right in front of Nen's neck. It's just a five-foot step. Oh, five-foot step. Okay, gotcha. Okay, cool. All right, that is three actions. Hemlock, you're up. My goodness, how interesting. <laughs> uh, first thing Hemlock is going to do with his first action, he is going to use an ability called Devise a Stratagem, which does a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Tell um, us. First of all, it allows me to roll a d20 mm -hmm. for my next attack as part of this action. So here's my d20 roll, roll an 18. So now on my next attack, that is the roll I use if I choose to use it. Okay. Uh, that's that's where it starts. Also part of it is I now get to use my intelligence uh, modifier rather than my dex or my strength on that attack. And another thing that I can do because I have a, um, a thing called known weakness, as part of that action with devise a stratagem, I can make a recall knowledge check against this creature. So I would like to do that. Okay. Yeah. Still check, would you like? Uh, do you have occultism? I do have occultism. Roll me some occultism. Occultism. Ooh. I get a 30. So what would you, what, what, what are you analyzing it to try and figure out? Um, how do I deal it damage without splitting it in half? Uh, it seems like the best method would be to pulverize it down. Don't 
pierce through it or separate it in any way, but it does seem like the impact from his comma had a decent effect. It was the slicing through that had the negative aspect. Fair enough. Um, as part of that, this is it's 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 bullshit how much I get to do with this action. But mm-hmm. also as part of that action, I will now call that out to all of my compatriots, Fair and enough. all of them receive a plus one uh, circumstance bonus on their next attack versus this thing. Just one attack. What? Solid. That's attack pretty good. Nice. How many actions is this thing? Myself included. Uh, it is fantastic. That was one action, right? It is all one action. Now, with my remaining two actions, I will, in fact, not shoot my bow at it. So I am actually not going to use that 18 I rolled as much as I'd like to. Mm-hmm. Instead, I am going to use the spell Telekinetic Projectile Hell because yeah. I know with that I can deal a bludgeoning damage. Okay. Because it does not count as an attack, I don't get to use that 18 that I rolled. I have to reroll. Ah, uh, okay. But... Um, I find something, maybe it would be really fun to pick up one of this guy's wares from his shop. That's what I was hoping you'd say, yeah. Throw that at him, you know, maybe like a vase or something, something that I can do bludgeoning damage with. Mm -hmm, Sure. And uh, we will make an attack on this monstrosity. Uh, The one closer to you or the one to the south? Yeah, let's go with the one that's right up in my face because I'm scared of it. Okay. And I get a um, 17 to hit. That is a hit though, roll me damage. Fantastic. We will deal it 14 bludgeoning damage. Nice. Okay. And that is the end of my turn. So you you uh, you analyze this thing. You, you shout out the commands to your allies, and then you quickly grab one of the, the wooden uh, objects off the off his uh, his merchant table and just pull it down and slam it into the uh, into the ooze. You see it sort of slam and create a little splash in, and the ooze definitely reverberates to reflect the damage it's taken as the uh, the wood slowly begins to corrode inside its acidic body. All right, so starting with you as its original target and the thing that really just hurt it, uh, a, a pseudopod is going to shoot out of the middle of it, slicing towards you. Does a 33 hit. That is, in fact, a critical hit. Ooh, all right. Not my intention. So please take 23 bludgeoning damage. Lovely. And 13 acid damage. Oh, even more lovely. <laughs> Ooh, also, just so you can keep track of it, uh, your armor also took 13 acid damage. Oh, good. Good. And a second pseudopod is going to shoot out toward um, Karina from the same one. Uh, Karina does a 25 hit. Uh, yes, that Thanks. does it. All right. Uh, please take 17 bludgeoning damage as well as 11 acid damage. And your armor also takes 11 acid damage. And you're grabbed. Okay, uh, I do want to point out, um, mm-hmm. as part of my fiendish resistance, it is to acid, so I reduce acid damage by five. Nice. Okay, awesome. Uh, okay, uh, moving on to the other ooze, which is going to slump over a little ways uh, and reach a pseudopod out for Neznak, because uh, it does have reach. And so does a 28 hit Neznak. It does, yes. All right, 15 bludgeoning damage, as well as 8 acid damage, which also damages your armor. Also of acid resistance. Nice. Oh. Okay. So after it strikes you and deals its damage, a second pseudopod will shoot out and strike at uh, Karina, as this is still part of the original ooze that was hit and might just hold a little bit of a vendetta. Karina does an unnatural 20 hit. I'm grabbed, which means I'm flat-footed, right? That's just a minus two still, right? Yes. Yeah, correct. Then no, I have a 21 right now. 
I have 23 base because I had my shield raised. Right. Look at you. Good to if know. I didn't have my shield raised, that would have been a hit. Fantastic. All right. And it's just going to... That one, you're going to deflect that one with a shield, and it's just going to come back in with the same pseudopod that you deflected going in for one more cheeky hit. Uh, that's a 23. Uh, that on its third attack? That's with a minus 10, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, goodness. Uh, yeah. That's going to hit. Y'all are level 5. <laughs> um, please take 13 bludgeoning damage. Take 6 so, of that. And then you're going to reduce this, I know. So take 10 acid damage before the reduction. So that'll become five, so I'll take another three, and you take two. Yep. And that'll break my armor. Does that make my armor worthless? Broken armor still grants its item bonus, but imparts a penalty depending on the category. So since it's if it's light armor, it's minus one. So zero. Yes, but you still get your proficiency. Alright, next up is Vorgak. Show them what you got. So, uh, Vorgak is just kind of like stands back and watches this whole complete and utter mess, uh, just unfold in front of him. The first thing he's going to do is he is going to, uh, make a quick flicking gesture over at Hemlock and cast his, uh, one of his hexes called Blood Ward. Ooh. All right. And designate, designate ooze as a creature trait that he will get a plus one status bonus to saving throws and ACs AC against creatures with that trait. Nice. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to kind of look over at Hemlock and go, so don't cut him, hit him with, you know, like bludgeoning, bludgeonings, bludgeoning things. <laughs> Okay, got it, Hemlock. I got it. Then uh, with my second and third action, I will cast a second level spell called Animated Assault. Basically, in a 10-foot burst, all of the like wooden items that you were describing mm. in this guy's stand, all of them simultaneously begin attacking and just like going all over the place in that 10-foot square. Okay. And uh, both of the huge oozes need to give me a reflex save. How's about number one with a 24, number two with a natural 20. It's a God tw- damn it. 26 <laughs> with one more degree of success. Fuck. All right. Uh, so my, my save is a 21, and it's a basic reflex save. Okay. Here. So two takes um, no damage, but number one takes half? Half of this 2d10. Okay. So yeah, you 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 buff up and protect Hemlock, and then you call down just this torrent of blunt bludgeoning objects. But they're all so strange and weirdly shaped that they all kind of fall and kind of miss their mark. A few of them hit the one on the top, but for the most part, even though these things can barely move, they land like perfectly around the oozes. <laughs> of course. <laughs> oh, top of the round, it is our boy, Neznak. second there i thought he was frozen <laughs> i mean my first my first action i'm gonna run away i'm gonna, I'm gonna get away from these okay things. yeah first action i'm just gonna step back behind everybody move about 15 feet back second and third action hemlock is not looking good um i don't know this guy but i i'm gonna heal him i mean i just okay. he, he yeah. looks hurt very kind of you yeah very benevolent. Question, question is how, uh, what level of heal do I want to use on you? 
We'll use a level two heal on him. Okay. So this will be 2d8 plus 16. So he heals nice. for 26 HP. <gasps> <sighs> and that is my turn. Fantastic. All right, next up, Karina. Remember, you do have a plus one circumstance bonus on your first attack. Now, okay, how well, long does that last? One round? or Until just... the beginning of my next turn. Okay, gotcha. So first, I'm going to do the basic escape action. From the grab? Okay. Make me a, grab. either, I believe it's either acrobatics or athletics, or an attack, or an unarmed attack roll. Uh, yes, I will give you athletics. Against its athletics DC, I believe. That'll be a 32. Nice. Yeah, you. It, it's rough. This thing has a vice-like grip on you, but you're able to sort of slide up and out of its pseudopodal grip around you and you free yourself. Does it pull off some of his feathers as he does so? <laughs> like one or two, like the, the feathers of the glue. <laughs> Get a little pluck. <laughs> going to be bald by the end of this campaign. Then as a free action, I'm going to drop my comma. Okay. And quick draw an attack with my uh, nunchaku. Oh, nice. Okay. Uh, attacking ooze one. Oh, yeah, you can't reach ooze two. Uh, so. Yes, ooze one. Okay. Make me an attack roll. So oh, that right. Is only yeah. a 14 to hit. Roll me damage. <laughs> it is rare in Pathfinder 2 that a 14 will hit something. <laughs> um, I deal at eight damage. I, I bludgeoning damage, I take it. <laughs> Yes. Gotcha. Okay, yep. yeah. You you wail on this thing for a solid chunk. Uh, it's starting to dissipate a little bit. It's still moving. It's still undulating. But compared to the other half next to it, it's much more deflated. And seeing how easy it was to hit, I'm going to make a desperate attempt to hit it again. Okay. Minus 10. Wait, no. We'll get a 20 to hit. So. I'm actually kind of surprised. No. They are finesse, but not agile. Huh. All right. Yeah. Roll me damage. We will deal another seven damage to him. Solid. All right. It is. It's still. It's still gooping. It's goop. But uh, it's. Oh, it's looking. That's not good. It's looking low. Our boy Hemlock. Yes. First action. I am running TF away from that. Okay. And I get Ooh. all the way back there. Okay. You, uh, you 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 run lonely. up you run up uh <laughs> the only thing stopping you from going further is like a, a sizable like group of onlookers keeping like a safe 30 40 foot di distance but they're just watching this <laughs> uh and then action two and three i will again cast telenetic yes telenetic projectile <laughs> that one what was that again telekinetic, telekinetic projectile make me a spell attack roll that is a 20 roll me damage Oh. <laughs> oh, oh, no way! <laughs> Straight up three ones. Ooh. Seven damage. Seven damage. All right. I'm done. <laughs> it, it's got just so many different wooden knickknacks stuck inside <laughs> of it, but it's still, like, pulsing a little bit. Okay, uh, so this one, just with everything protruding out of it, is just focused on what hit it last, and it slowly slides this way. Um, and it just realizes there's something in its way between it and Hemlock, and it's just gonna kind of try to slap you. Uh, so Vorgak, tell me, does a 24 hit? 24 does hit. Okay, please take me 13 bludgeoning damage. Alright. And you and both you and your armor take 8 acid damage. And then, uh, it's going to attempt to shove you. 
All right. Which I believe it funky slime. is <laughs> uh, an athletics check against your athletics or your fortitude DC? Fortitude yeah, DC, yep. Okay. How is a 29? 29 does it. All right. Yep. So it, it shoves you five feet and moves along with you. And so it's just kind of like undulating against you. You're not getting sucked up into it, thankfully. Um, but you are just getting kind of pushed. All right. And this one with its reach, you know, what else is it going to do? There's a nice, tasty chicken in front of it. Uh, what? Let's go ahead and just pseudopods splashing out. That is a 21. That's not a hit anymore, right? Because you're not. Um... Or is it? It would be, because I don't have my shield raised and I lost one AC, but I'm going to use Nimble Dodge. Hey, nice. And that just gives you plus... gives me a plus two against um, the triggering attack. Fantastic. Yeah, and that bumps you up to like, what, a 22? 23. Nice. Solid, solid. Uh, all right, it's just going to is gonna do a flail. Uh, that's a natural one, ladies and gentlemen. <clears throat> this thing <laughs> kind of swings around at you and like, the pseudopod like re just joins in like a U back into itself and it just kind of assimilates its own pseudopod back into its mass. And then it's actually gonna start slithering down this way, trying to get farther into the market. All right, Vorgak, go for it. All right, then uh, Vorgak is going to uh, drop the, he's not going to sustain animated assault Okay. Since both of the oozes just moved out of the animated animated assaults burst, mm-hmm. um, really cool spell. I could have spent an action to just continue smacking it with items in that That's ten cool. foot burst, um, but instead will uh, sustain the blood ward on Hemlock. Okay, with one action, with the second and third action, will cast telekinetic projectile to smack one of the ooze that's sumoing me back <laughs> um with uh i don't know a wooden statue that's behind me okay and does a 23 hit it does hit roll me damage 14 fantastic you managed Points to bludgeoning. you managed to pull one of the objects from behind it you were using in the telekinetic projectile and it just kind of flies through it backwards through it back over your shoulder and just kind of clutters on the ground behind you uh, and the ooze just kind of with a big hole in the middle dissipates down into a harmless puddle dibs on that statue <laughs> it's uh, all yours you <laughs> got uh, a good hit all right suppose the Market man won't need it anymore. Uh, Neznak, your turn. Uh, Neznak, everyone looks pretty pretty healthy. And this ooze looks like it's moving away from us towards the mark towards the rest of the market. Yeah. Like other people. Mm-hmm. We can't let that happen. Um, I'm gonna cast a searing light on it. Okay. Uh, well, it looks like I hit with a 16. You do hit with a 16. Roll me damage. It's just like a column of light comes down. What kind of damage is it? Fire. Fire, okay. And I get 21 damage. Nice. On 5d6. That's pretty good d6 rolls. Yeah. Okay, does it have any other effects? Three ones. Uh, Well, if it was a fiend or undead, it does extra damage, which Ah. I'm assuming it's neither. It is not one of those fiend oozes. A fiend ooze, dear God. That sounds terrifying, actually. (laughs) Okay. Uh, so that is two actions. My third action, I will. I'm gonna move up to Karina. Okay. 
My friend. <laughs> Hi, friend. My, my friend with the horns. <laughs> All right. Speaking of Karana, your go. Um, yeah. So seeing this guy attempt to run away, you just kind of see Karana crouch down, and he just leaps at it. Oh. So it's just the leap basic, basic action. Okay. But instead of running at it, he just leaps at it. Fair. And then as he comes down, he brings his nun, nunchaku across it. All right. Hit it. Make me an attack roll. 33, not yeah. that it matters. Uh, and I will deal it six damage. Looks six like damage? Okay. Uh, similar to the other one, it's slowly starting to sort of deflate and slow down a little bit. Um, and then I will swing again with my third action. Go for it. Ooh, Ooh that is only an 11. <laughs> that does not hit this time. You didn't expect it to kind of deflate a little Somehow. bit, so you just kind of swing at the high point. It's just not there anymore. Um, I think I'll use my hero point here. Go for it. Make a reroll. And we'll get a 19 instead. That is definitely better. Roll me damage. For 8 damage. 8 damage? Solid, solid. Okay. Um, it's looking bad. It's looking real, real slow, real, real low. And it's Hemlock's turn. All right. I believe I am going to be able to do this just barely. I move 25 feet forward. Okay. And then I believe it is within 30 feet range of me. It is. For another exactly that. telekinetic projectile. Do it. Throw one. I sure do. I get a 16 to hit. That hits. Roll me damage. Luckily, That's these things really are lucky. very easy to hit. And I deal it 11 damage. Fantastic. And with that, the ooze, like its other, like its brethren, killed in the same way. The projectile flies through it, just popping a balloon with a mallet. Just <laughs> So as the second half of the original ooze deflates and melts away, uh, people slowly kind of creep back in a little bit, looking over shoulders, looking at you for uh, just kind of amazed, scared. Uh, another merchant from another one of the stalls kind of walks up and says, uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, we'll we'll make sure his wares go to his next of kin or are sold appropriately. We we greatly appreciate it. Karen looks down and goes, who sells armor? Oh, well, I'm sure you can find plenty of plenty of armor smiths here in town. Uh, and he kind of gives you a look over. Uh, it looks like, like, it... like my armor is just like covered in holes from acid. <laughs> yeah. so it got a little like green flecks on it still. <laughs> yeah, he kind of he kind of looks it up and down and says, "You might be able to find someone to r repair it if you're interested. Otherwise, you may be able to find an armorsmith to sell you a brand new suit." Um, and and he he sort of steps away, uh, approaching behind you, uh, approaching behind you, Vorgak. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, a woman appear uh, behind you, asking for your attention, and she mm, she looks yes. to you as well as the the other three. And if if the other three aren't looking, she kind of just even louder just. <clears throat> <clears throat> I heard you the first time. I just wanted all of your attention. Oh, gentlemen. Oh, does that include me? I, I would assume. Meznak raises their hand. It, it includes the four of you. I would Unlock speak would with come you. Come up immediately. One, two, three. Oh, four. <laughs> okay. I am Abayone Munme, and I have the pleasure of serving on the representative council that administers here in Kibwe. Might I bother you for a moment? This transformation you've just witnessed is sadly not an isolated event. We were just attacked. You know that, right? Oh, 
I understand it's happening all over Keyboy. If people it's are melting all over Keyboy? People are melting into these monstrosities. Hostile, horrid, and she kind of looks to the ground and coughs a little bit, just looks up at you, the four of you, and kind of takes a small step back, and it seems highly contagious. Sorry, this what? disease or plague or whatever it is, is a beginning... Curse. I look at my cat. <laughs> Karinaz starts taking his clothes off. <laughs> um, Get the stuff off of me, then. <laughs> while you seem to be okay, it's very fast acting, and she kind of looks at all, everyone who was hit in that fight, and just, you don't seem to be affected instantaneously. Sometimes it does lie dormant, but a lot of the times it's very quick. But we were just talking to that man. Like I said, sometimes. Sometimes it's instant, sometimes it's not. It's very possible you may die in an hour. Fantastic. Oh. Uh, I don't like this. Can I immediately start doing a medicine check on myself to see if Go for it. I'm diseased or something? Go for it. Uh, I rolled a three, got a 15. What's that telling me? Nothing really seems off, except you have this weird foul smell about you, like you were just slapped by news. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Look. I am in desperate need. Keyway is not in shambles yet, but we have just achieved this prosperous age, and we would hate to see it lost. It's rare we see those such as yourself who can handle themselves around these monstrosities. There are many rumors circulating about these transformations in the city. Other than myself, however, some still don't even believe. Some call them jokes just because they haven't been able to see it for themselves. Or some call us drunk because it's just too infrequent to be seen in the public eye all of these people and she kind of gestures to the crowd that are gathered around they all believe and every day more and more people are believing but once everyone believes it might be too late it's no joke and i would like to hire you to investigate i can offer you a stipend of uh say 10 gold per day for expenses but you would also get the gratitude of Keyboy's representative council, however valuable you may find that. Gratitude is all I need from you. You can give my gold to the rest of the party. I'll take that. A very generous man. So you'll do it? And she kind of looks to the rest of you. Yes. Yes, of course. Karen, I've enjoyed hanging out with you, but I need to do this. I don't know. It's your choice. I don't know. I've been wandering long enough. This seems like it could be interesting. Oh, thank God. I didn't want to do this by myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone wanders for a purpose. Perhaps this is yours, fantastic Birdman. Squawk. Squawk. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, fantastic. If we have come to an agreement, she kind of reaches into a pouch at her side um, and pulls out a... a a pouch uh, that jingles and she reaches in um, and sort of organizes in her hand and she actually places it on the ground in front of you, uh, Vorgak, before stepping back from it. Precautions, of course. Uh, but here's five days up front. Uh, that being said, Vorgak will kind of, Vorgak will step up and, well, I'll take is there something wrong with this gold? Does he have no. To, oh, you don't want to get next to it's, us because... Exactly, it's... It's precautionary. Sure. Okay, fine. Speaking of which, uh, maybe after we're done speaking, I should check everybody here out. I could heal up your wounds and uh, look everybody over to see if we've been affected. 
She kind of looks over a couple of you and then looks at you, Nemniak, and just says, Well, you seem to be the one the worst for wear. Take care of yourself, be sure. I'm, I'm used to taking damage. The, the thing barely even touched me. <laughs> it's magical damage. Don't worry about it. Anyway, I won't pretend to understand. It's beyond my reach. But excellent. I greatly appreciate your assistance. I have two leads thus far, and I ask you to follow up on these as well as anywhere they lead you. And she kind of looks to see if anyone's like has the ability to um, write this down. I mean, absolutely. Hemlock is all over this, and Fantastic. he will pull out his notebook and uh, pencil and okay. begin writing furiously. Okay. First, I hear that that preacher Batsulan in the Arayenki Pavilion. He's there every sundown. He has numerous, numerous followers, but everything about it is secretive. And from what has been spread through the grapevine, some of them have been afflicted by this transformation. Whether they've melted like this poor merchant here, or something else, I don't know. But that's Batsulan in the Adeyanki Pavilion at sundown. And for reference, it's about midday right now, about three or four in the afternoon. The second lead, the only other one I have, and don't take this the wrong way, but the nation of Nex is well known for crafting oozes. There is an envoy from Nex here. He maintains an office at the edge of the Ewisa block. It's near the northern gate. You can't miss it. Uh, and trust me, if you choose to investigate with the envoy, neglect to mention your working for Keepway. Mafzat especially, the envoy, has an unreasonable dislike of his post and a reasonable, unreasonable dislike of the Keepway government as a result. He hates his job, and thus he hates us. Uh, and she kind of smiles a little bit, like, why would anybody hate Keepway? If you can find... Are there any questions so far? Sorry if I'm going too quickly. You're not Moth. going quickly enough. Come on. Oh, uh, details. of course, of course. Uh, if you can find some source of these transformations and put a stop to it, uh, or if you ever find yourself out of a lead and at a dead end, you can find me on the eastern side of the market where I usually stay during the day. My home is beneath the pillar watcher that resembles a standing rhinoceros. And uh, you can see it from here. And she kind of she kind of points to the east and you can see like the, the, the head and horn of a rhino kind of sitting on top of a, a roof. Unfortunately, that is all the information I have for you. What was her name again, one more time? Uh, her name? Yeah. Abayon. So, two questions. Uh, the Batsulan is a preacher, yep. and he gathers at sundown at where? The Adayenki Pavilion. Is there any other relevant information you might be able to give us? I suppose, like I said, don't make Mafsat upset. He's not- Yes, 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 you've already- Yes. Not, not repeating anything you've already said. I am afraid Anything that... new, additional. I will continue my search as you continue yours and hope that I find more, but right now these are the only ideas I possibly have. I would tell her where I live. I don't know where that would be. Somewhere in, in town I would live. And okay. I would say, send me a message if you learn anything new, and I will do the same. Of course. Fantastic. And she'll, she'll give you the direct address uh, to her house as well. And once again, points out the, the rhino on top of it. When she goes to leave... Oh. Mm -hmm. Yes? Uh, not for you, Abion. You can leave. Oh. Oh. Hemlock says he's done with you. You can go. Nice to meet you. Goodbye. Oh, hi. Uh, goodbye. Be best when of luck. She, when and when she leaves, Karanab bows. Aw. And she, says, 
Empress guide you. Uh, and she kind of like half awkwardly bows. You, you as well. Grandmother, watch over you. And she, she steps away. No, my questions for the, the, the bird and the short guy. What are your names? While you guys introduce uh, yourselves to each other, Hemlock would be completely distracted. He'd be pulling out his pipe and lighting it. <laughs> He would also be pulling out his magnifying glass and investigating these piles of ooze that are still there. Okay. So he, he's a bird. Am I, am I the short guy? I mean, <laughs> you are much shorter than I am. Yes. Sorry, the guy with the light of the the ring of light over his head. I don't know what you would call that. Oh, there, there is a. It's a halo. It's a halo. Yeah. yeah. That the halo. Yeah. I'm Neznak Nolback. Neznak, nice to meet you. And I am Karanon. Karanon, nice to meet you. I am Vorgak. And uh, ignore the cat over my shoulder. He'll, he'll die later tonight anyways. This but, is Hemlock. Hemlock, nice to meet you. But the cat's adorable, though. Why would it die? He brings the curse of the unknown to wherever I go and deserves to die at the sunset of every night. I mean, does anybody really deserve to die? Uh, that's aside from the point. Um, I should look all of, all of us over. I, I want to make sure none of us are infected, and uh, I'll heal up our wounds, too. I'm going to start just by healing everybody. I do have ward medic. Do you need me to stand still for that? I would imagine so. Mm. At least somewhat. Um, <laughs> Karen just sits down, knowing exactly what needs to happen, because he's been through it before. I can, I can treat two people at a time. I would say you're, you're not going to get it. You're not going to get Hemlock to sit still for long enough in the first couple of I'm gonna, hours. I'm going to start with me and Karen, huh? I'm going to go help Hemlock then. There are there are maps. I would assume, especially if one of you lives here, you would have a map of Keepway. And yeah, so you are in the middle of town there, right in the central market. And the two places that Abayone pointed out. So the first one is the Adayanki Pavilion, which is that uh, open area below. Yep. Oh, yeah, the circle. Fantastic. Um, and then the other one she pointed you to was way at the north near the front gate, which is yep on the edge of the uh, Iwisa oh, yeah. block. I'm trying to, like, write Adayanki. <laughs> and this is going no, it's perfect. so it's, badly. Mm, oh, I love Absia. I don't look so bad. <laughs> Oh, with a 10-foot burst? Oh, or cone? Beautiful. Oh, my God. Um, while my new friends are going through and healing, mm -hmm. uh, I will definitely be spending some time to use my on-the-case abilities. Okay. I can pursue two leads at a time. It oh. would take me basically 11 minutes to pursue two leads. And I suppose the two leads I want to pursue, one is... And this is going to be your discretion if I can choose this to be a lead. Okay. I'd like to simply be this disease that's happening. Because you don't, because you're you're trying to find the source, right? You're trying to lead, like make the source your lead. Something like that. Like I know this disease is coming from somewhere. Yeah. Unfortunately, because you don't really know, like even looking at it and analyzing it, you can't even tell exactly what sure. it is. I will have to. Uh, not that's totally that. fine. Mm -hmm. Then I will make my two leads um, simply. Batsulan and the, the envoy Moswat. Mafsat, yep, you got it. Can I do another check on every like each person to see if they're infected with anything from their wounds? Sure, go ahead and roll me another medicine check. 
God, every time I try <laughs> to figure this shit out. Uh, you notice they, they, like, the others also smell like oozes. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, though, aside from some bruises caused by the pseudopods, nothing seems to stick out about these, uh, about your, your fellows. Well, they're doing stuff. Karanad doesn't really have much to do, so they're just, like, standing over Hemlock's shoulder, like, what you looking at? Well, what you doing? What's that? You are a Tengu, are you not? Uh, yeah. Is it true that your eyesight is excellent? Yes, but mine is actually better than uh, most of my people. Fantastic. I'd like you to observe this. I can always use a second opinion. Do you see anything strange and out of the ordinary? I mean, certainly the ooze, but with the wares. Uh, yeah, if you want to make I mean, me a perception we, check, just yeah, yeah, And I also want to make a perception check just to kind of look around it. and see if I find anything out of the ordinary here. I get a 19. We both get a 19. Okay, so yeah, you both sort of step around the goop of the ooze and analyze it. A lot of the stuff has gotten uh, the ooze on it because of the telekinetic projectiles and the, the assault and everything that was so they were used as weapons. Uh, a lot of it's broken from that as well. Uh, some of it's still here and there on the wall next to the ooze. Uh, and as you guys are analyzing that, a couple of other merchants uh, and townsfolk approach, about two or three of them behind you, and just, uh, excuse me, we would, if, if we may, we wanted to collect these to no, give them- touch nothing, no. touch nothing. Ah, uh, no. what? We must analyze the crime scene first. Please do not disturb a thing. How long will that take? The sun will go down in about two hours. I promise to have it done by then. Abayon did say that it was- Contagious. Uh, and all, all, of these items, all, all three of them just kind of, uh this. Perhaps all of these items are now contaminated. Look, she says it's contagious because it's happened to a few people. Just because they say it's contagious doesn't mean it is. Nonetheless. Yes, but I did just see a person turn into a giant ooze, so. And maybe they had it coming. I, 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 maybe they I, insulted I, Lady Serenray. Hmm? Insulting the grandmother will get you killed. You seem very certain about that. And I'm just going to grab like a goop of the of the ooze and be like, here, let me just put this on you here. And he kind, and he kind of back, back. Shoulder. Uh, okay. Go to rub it on his shoulder. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You, you rub it on his shoulder and he just kind of like swaps it away. Like, oh, go. Farmant. Hopefully it's not contagious then. We'll find out. This is a test. Hemlock, I'm testing it. You see me testing it? I'm testing it. I'm watching to see if it's his eyes are empirical, Vorgak. Very empirical. I don't think that's quite following the scientific method. I did like to see the eyes melt out of the head of the other one. That was entertaining. Let's see if it happens again. It was frightening. There's hating. Uh, the thing that happened. God, it was staring right at you, too. I would like yeah, to, okay. while we're investigating this tent or uh, stall, I will cast Detect Magic. Step back, rude merchants. Step back. And they, they, they all kind of turn. One of them's just still wiping his, his uh, shoulder off. Some of the stuff he flicks gets on his friend, and they just walk off. We'll see you at sundown. Hopefully not. Okay. Uh, and so you cast Detect Magic? Yeah. You do detect a very heavy magical presence, though it's not from any school you're familiar with. And I'm not able to determine, like, what exactly it's coming from, right? No, you do not get to learn the source at third level. What do you see, Hemlock? Hmm. I've seen that face before. Just getting many clues, many clues. I think I'm finished here. You sure? Sounds like these merchants are going to come back and take all this stuff away. 
Do you think it is their right to do so? Can I make a recall knowledge check? Um, I do have Lore Mwangi Expanse. Sure, I'll allow it. Go or, for it. Or, a so- to- or, or, or just like a society. Say, what I was going to say society for? would probably be I, I want to know. I want to know, like, would it be that the right thing to do or should we sure. not let them take it? So, yeah, that would be a society, I think. Society? Yeah. So, goddamn. <laughs> You're not familiar with Kibwe Law to the T, but you know there's something about akin to a real life will. You know, everybody in case of sudden death or anything like that, sudden <laughs> circumstances, all possessions go to the next of kin. Well, as long as they deliver all of these possessions to the next of kin, then I see no problem with them doing so. All right, fine. Just, we're just going to have a hard time finding whoever the next of kin is if it turns <laughs> out we need one of these items. At this point, it does not concern me. We have much more pressing matters than these items at hand. All right, Hemlock, whatever you say. Oh, and also, Hemlock is going to pull off his studded leather armor, which is completely ruined. But essentially, he always looks like he's wearing a sharp tuxedo. And as he pulls off his armor, it's almost like it comes out of the tuxedo. And he just (laughs) kind of sets the armor on the ground, but he's still wearing a tuxedo. It is called Project Persona. And it is a gnome thing. That's so good. What's, what's the, the save DC? Uh, it's 21. So I see through it. You see through it. You can see that. Karina also wearing, does. You can both see that I am wearing. But does the random clothes. kid walking by see through? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yes. Well, I also <laughs> took prestidigitation because he's kind of a neat freak. And he's not even going to bother trying to save this armor. In fact, as soon as he lays it on the ground, he casts um, Produce Flame on it to let it burn. <laughs> I was actually going to ask, quick, did anybody take craft? For the cost of regular leather armor, I'm just going to go buy a new new pair. <laughs> yeah. And on, yeah, since you're in a central market, if you would like to just buy any common item, you know, if you have the money to do so, as long as it's lower than your level, uh, you're more than welcome. I definitely do. Yes, I pick up a pair, a set of leather armor. Okay. Right. Minzanak, do you want me to hold the gold for you? I think you should share it with our, our new friends. I mean, they, I, I know for sure that Hemlock lost his armor. I just watched him burn it on the ground. Maybe give him some to buy some new armor. Well, that's very generous of you, new friend. Well, then, if we're splitting this three ways, then Hemlock, myself, and uh, Karanol, right? Get 16 gold apiece. Uh, I don't know how we want to do the six repeating in the terms of silver and copper. That's really up to uh, you. Karanol gets it. Sure. <laughs> He's what my happens? friend. So, looking around, it's probably about one hour to sundown. I guess I'd ask everybody, well... As we are approaching sundown, and that is when something is said to happen at the Ada Yankee Pavilion, would you three wish to go there tonight and investigate? That's where the religious fanatic is, yeah? Yes, Preacher Batsulan. He sounds like a religious fanatic. Well, he does go by the title Preacher. That does seem to make sense. What makes sense? (laughs) (laughs) Going to see the... Preacher man that does something at sundown. Is it that some of his followers are turning into the oozes? That's what they said? Yes. That is that is what Abayoni or Abayon said to us. Well, then it sounds like maybe put the karma away for this one, Karen. So you guys are heading down to the, uh, the Adianki Pavilion? Yes. Fantastic. 
So the four of you leave. It's about 45 minutes to sundown as you approach at a Yankee pavilion. Um, while it all looks open on the map, there's actually a large area in the middle that almost like a circus tent, but not like colorful in that way. It's just a big draped over area, like massive, like enough for at least one to 200 people to fit into this just large draped area. That just separates it from the rest of the, the pavilion and the rest of the market to the north. Uh, you approach this large, draped area, unable to see inside. Are there guards or no. sentries outside at all? Nope. Occasionally someone might, like, like. there's no door. There's just long individual drapes that make up the perimeter of the entire pavilion. And just randomly from all directions, people will just kind of come between the two drapes and leave. Some people will walk in. It really seems you can enter from any direction it doesn't seem like there's like a crowd gathering yet at this point or mm, not, is from the outside. To... not from the outside is it sunset or we're like an hour or two hours before actual sunset right no it's you're about, about, 45, you're, you're 45, about yeah, 45 minutes, 45 minutes oh, 45, okay. yeah. well if everybody's just walking in i'm going to follow them and also just walk in i'll just walk in okay does everyone I'll else also just walk in yeah um, I want to walk in, but like stay, like just like go like right behind a curtain, kind of trying to not draw a lot of attention to myself. Okay, so you're sort of like staying near the outer perimeter, like you're sliding in, but just barely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you do so. Uh, roll me a stealth check. Uh, the rest of you kind of sneak in. Uh, Twenty. Okay. Uh, the rest of you step inside. Karina kind of follows suit, and then just is <laughs> no yeah, longer I'd with burn. you. <laughs> I'd perhaps like to make a deception check to make it seem like I'm supposed to be there. I want to quickly observe everybody around me and then act like them. Make me a perception check first. I get a 24. Okay. Uh, it's not too, too full quite yet. There's an occasional person um, kneeling. There's probably maybe one or two dozen people in the pavilion. Uh, some of them might be, like, kneeling and praying. Others might be waiting for something, it seems. Uh, the ones that are kneeling and praying might ha uh, often have a small, like, incense burner in front of them. And this just seems... None of them seem to be in the same group. They're very spread out. And it... They all just seem to be here for their own reason, though most of them seem spiritual. So it's not like loud praying, it's just kind of like... Right. It's a... It's bowed a, head. A nice, dim place. There are some lights. A few a few torches. The, the ceiling is high enough that it's not catching. And the, the drapes are loose enough that the smoke does billow out. Uh, but it's very dim. So I, I apologize if I missed it, but do we know what religion these people... You don't. Okay, can I do a religion check to see if I can know? Go for it. Uh, 24. 24. Uh, Keyboy is definitely multi-religious. It doesn't have one end-all, be-all religion, because uh, people come from all over the Mwangi Expanse and outside of the Mwangi Expanse to visit Keyboy. Uh, you know there is one um, known as Grandmother's Grace, and with a 24 and having heard Abayone say it earlier, uh, you know that grandmother is sort of a colloquial term for Sarenrae. When I walk in, I know my, my companions are kind of trying to blend in and hide. I'm going to walk in confidently and proudly with my halo shining above my head. Okay. And just walk in like I own the place, basically, with, with oh. exuding confidence. One of the one of the people kneeling in front of one of the incense burners kind of sees you, and the, the very dim light your halo gives off standing out in this very dim area, and kind of turns around, like, double takes at you, and it's just kind of staring at you, like, head cocked. I give him a wink. 
Vorgak looks back at uh, at Hamlock and goes, usually I have to protect you from people coming at you for doing weird stuff. Now we're gonna go get this guy. And I walk over to be next to uh, Nen Snack. Uh, after you wink at, at the woman, she kind of like almost forces herself back at the at the incense burner, not in, like a violent way, but like she's trying really hard not to get distracted and focus on her prayers. You turn eyes, little one. I know I'm pretty damn good looking, aren't I? <laughs> I mean, I, yeah. I guess you look pretty good for a short guy. Ooh. It's not about height. So okay, sorry, it's the halo, isn't it? I feel like that's just kind of a given. Did you have to say it? Like, sorry, was that awkward? Never. I'm a little awkward. You're making this awkward, man. <laughs> I'm a little sorry. <laughs> I would like to sidle up to one of these praying groups and just get close to them. Okay, like the biggest okay. group is like two or three people. Yeah, I'll okay. get close to a, a two or three person group and I would want to pretend as though I am praying in the same way they are, but I want to really try and hear what they're saying if I can hear any actual words. So roll me deception first. All right. Ooh! That's a 30 with a nat 20. Heyo. Okay, you you slide right in, right next to them, and they they open their eye for like a crack, and then just kind of forget you're there. They just you know you're you're clearly here to uh, uh, worship, and it, it's a lot of muttering, but you can hear a mix. You know, very casual. Keep us safe. Keep us healthy. Uh, we pray for good fortune in our future. Uh, we pray that those close to us are safe and unharmed, and give Numu. The assistance to save my husband. Numu, okay. Numu, N-U-M-U. Since I'm already drawing a little bit of attention, I would honestly just straight up say, may, may I speak to Batsulan? Or does anybody know where Batsulan is? I'd like to speak with them. I say it politely and confidently. Like every, a lot of people like kind of look up, kind of look over to you. Still kind of confused about the halo, but skirt like, off and uh I feel like the halo shines a little brighter with all this attention i'm getting i love it <laughs> one of the one of the people praying solo kind of stands up and walks in your direction and he kind of looks down at you it's it's a it's a keyboy male human and kind of looks down on you he stands at about six foot one why would a short one like you seek batsulan so it's a little offensive god what does height have to do with anything why, why is everyone <laughs> Yeah, this is heightism. It's terrible. I've never had to deal with this before. If you would answer my question. Oh, I apologize. Yes. Uh, um, we were just here to, to have a few words with him uh, concerning... I kind of go for a whisper, almost covering my, my mouth, um, about the, the ooze issue. I, I know the talent the city and is having. just like the merchants before, he just kind of rolls his eyes like, oh, another one of you. I mean, Batsulan has had enough of this question. If you would leave, we are going to be meeting for him soon. And you can already sort of see that there's a few more people uh, have come inside. I, I really mean no offense. I, I really just wanted to have a few quick words. We just dealt with one ourselves, one of the one of the oozes. Of course um, you did, and you also rode in on a Pegasus, didn't you? Can I can I attempt like a diplomacy to try to convince him that I, I really don't mean any offense? I just want to have a, a quick word with him about it. Go for it. Uh, Twenty three. Okay. He kind of rubs his eyes a little bit and says, as long as you aren't causing any harm, Batsulan will be here soon. We all meet here. He speaks. We inherit his wisdom through his deliverance of his preaches, preaching. And if you wish to join, just don't cause an upset. Don't go blurting out his name like that. Oh, of course. I, I apologize for my rudeness. I, I didn't... I wasn't thinking. 
It's fine, it's fine. Those such as yourself aren't aware of manners, and it's fair that you must learn. Speaking of lack of manners, who's Botsalana Preacher of? Uh, and just, uh, he kind of looks down at you and says, oh, there's two. Uh, just... I, I apologize for my friend. I will inform him. Oh, he's going to be staring me straight in the eyes. I'm an orc. I'm tall as hell. Oh, uh, so he, he like takes a slight, kind of like half step back from you, looks between the two of you. Are there more of you? What do you mean, of us? Well, there's the one hiding that's trying to blend into the curtain back there. He, I he, point both of our companions he, he freaking nat 20 is perception, so he sees both of them and just... Have you paid closer attention to the people coming in? And he kind of points out everyone who's... Like, it's starting to filter in more and more people. Uh, they're all human. Like, outside in the market, there's a pattering of the less common races, but in here, aside from you four, it is all humans. Your mm. kind don't typically attend these services. So does that mean Bartolan's a preacher of humans or of Eridan? He's dead, you know. I don't remember Serenre being this racist. Batsulan does not preach of Serenre. He preaches of the human spirit. He preaches of our will to survive and advance as a species. So it's an Aradan thing. There's no godliness to it. It's a personal spiritual journey that... And he kind of coughs a little bit and then looks at you. You are just incapable of attaining. Well, that's not the first time I've heard that. I'm out of here. Let me walk away. I glance up at my halo and just be like, yes, I, I can't understand <laughs> anything at all. And I, I'm just going to back away now. My my halo dims as I walk away in sadness. <laughs> and he uh, he turns and he he starts walking towards the, the sort of more southern part of the pavilion near the other end where you came in. Um, or opposite where you came in. Uh, and there's a lot of people, like, everyone new who's come in is sort of gathering there and kneeling down, uh, as if in wait for something. I do as they do. A few more minutes pass, and it was already quiet in here, and it gets quieter. Like, aside from you four, there's not really anyone speaking at this point. It is calmed incredibly. And entering in through the drapes, uh, in front of where everyone is gathered, a very large tall, intimidating man steps forward and the crowd just reveres him. There's no no auditory reverence, but there's a couple of like mouth coverings and people get very excited as he enters the room and he scans the audience and begins his sermon. Humans of Kibwe, we struggle. We fight, sometimes in vain. But we remember that the human spirit is unwavering. As long as you still have your spirit, you are still man, and you are still fighting. And he goes on and on, a very heavy emphasis on the human spirit and human power. He dives into a tangent on how coin is the embodiment of sin. When you spend this made money on yourself instead of the human race as a whole... It is wasted. He hands out a few plates throughout the uh, the audience, and they start kind of passing it around. Everyone sort of puts coins on the plates as it passes through the, the wave. Vorgak, the plate actually reaches you. I wave it away. Or I just kind of, like, silently pass it to whoever's next to me. Okay. Uh, you pass it, and it moves on. 
And the person who passed it to you actually kind of scowls at you a little bit. He wasn't talking to me. And he, he he's starting to die down, and he, he looks around the crowd. It doesn't seem like he's noticed you. And he, he, he opens his arms wide and says, Have you any questions about the human spirit, about the will to fight? And, um, I'd like to just quick ask a question about his sermon. Mm-hmm. I get an impression that he's being like human supremacist or is it just like human pride? He puts heavy emphasis on the word human. Like it's not just like human. It's human. Okay. Karen on Nensnack as, as Batsulan is looking across the audience, his eyes do fall on your place in the crowd and he immediately looks away like he made maybe you know you can you can tell when someone makes that split second eye contact with you and pulls away yeah. um, i'm still away in the back i don't know if he does he notice me does it do i notice that he notices me or oh he notices you okay and you notice that he notices you <laughs> so when the collection plate gets to me mm-hmm. after I, after seeing how he reacted to seeing me i'm literally going to drop my bag of coin everything i have on me into the plate okay which, which i don't have a ton it's uh 14 gold seven silver and five copper okay and yeah you so you put the you put the bag on the plate and hand it down uh and he he starts answering some people's questions some people stand up and are thankful for things some people stand up and talk about their recent successes in life and thank batsulan for his guidance once more he sort of opens his arms and says are there any more comments questions or curiosities from the crowd before we part our sermon today which direction did he come in from uh the opposite direction you came in so the complete opposite side of the drapery the circle the the circle that was drawn was definitely not to scale there is some line some space between the wall and the end of the pavilions uh drapery okay that's kind of what i was wondering (laughs) like when it seems like he's like getting to the end of his thing Mm -hmm. i'm gonna walk out and like circle around to the back Okay. Not, and and I actually want to do it preferably in a way where like when he walks out, I don't want him to know I'm there. So I don't know if I want to need another stealth check for Yeah, yeah, go ahead and roll me a stealth check there. Um I just kinda wanna like ad- observe oh, nice. him in his like what he does or if he says anything after he leaves or uh, okay. and I get a twenty nine in my stealth. Okay. Uh, you do so. You you slip out of the out of the. I'll just call it a tent for ease of understanding. Um, and you you slink your way around back, and you find a nice like collection of barrels behind the tent to uh to sort of sneak yourself behind, uh, where you can still get a good view of the exact opposite side of the tent. Vorgak's gonna look over to Hemlock, co- cock an inquisitive eyebrow, and then like nod towards Batsalan. We would know each other long enough. What are you intimating? Uh, that I really want to say something to this guy. By all means, I give you the gesture of, go ahead. Before he says anything, I'd like to try to separate myself from them <laughs> so that he doesn't think I'm with them necessarily. Right, that's I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm going to move my way kind of towards the front, um, if possible. It's like squeezing through as, the crowd? I'm waiting, yeah, I'm waiting for him to leave the stage and because I'd like to go speak with them afterwards. Okay, so you start making your way through the crowd, and he begins ending his sermon. He just then another excuse s- me, excuse me, and he his eyes fall on you, and everyone turns. They don't even notice the gnome worming through the crowd. They are all looking at you, Vorgak. 
Yes, hi, thank you. Um, I appreciate you giving me a moment to talk to you. I've heard a lot about, like, having the human spirit, but just for my own curiosity, what happens to the humans who don't have the human spirit as you say that they should have it? If you are not human, you no, are- No, I'm talking about humans who don't have the human spirit that you're talking about. All humans are born with the spirit. The only way it is lost is through death. It is never too late for a human to begin fighting back. Fighting back against what? Corruption. Sin. So if somebody is overtaken by this corruption, this sin you speak of, what happens? What are you implying here? I'm just curious. Is there a bottom of the barrel? Or can they just become more and more corrupt and have more and more sin until they die? And then they never hit the bottom of your spirit well? The spirit determines the afterlife. The more you fight, the better your reward. Like any war, those who falter and those who fail are left with nothing. Good answer. Mr. Botsalon guy, I'll shut up now. Can I do a sense motive for when he was talking about corruption? Can I tell what kind of corruption he was speaking of? Roll me sense motive. Man, every time I want to do like a good roll to figure something out, it's just, (laughs) I rolled a six, it's a 15. It's hard to say. You're so unfamiliar with this man, this whole group. Uh, You can't tell if he's talking about physical corruption, mental corruption, like emotional corruption. You can't pin it down. Have you anything else to say? And he looks down at you, Nensnak, who's been just waiting through the crowd. Hemlock is doing his very absolute best to continue to stay uh, uh, inobvious amongst the crowd. Mm -hmm. And what I want to do now is call out and doing my best to continue to stay inobvious in the crowd, like still kind of like hiding amongst all these tall humans. Mm -hmm. I want to call out, has Numu been cursing the sinners with this ooze and he kind of he looks in your direction he can't uh roll me stealth real quick yeah but yeah 26 nice. and he kind of he, he sharply turns in your direction and can't see you and just shouts who would ask about ooze are you falling fool to these lies this slander then i want to hear more about this new boo guy no, that's okay. I, I okay. assume it goes exactly like that. Hemlock <laughs> starts to say something, and then Vorgak says something louder. I'm I'm trying to like distract because I see I see uh um what's his name? Batsulan, oh. like like looking for Hemlock, and I know Hemlock's trying to say silent, and I'm gonna take the one thing from that that I felt like very was was very incendiary and ask loudly about it. Who's this new boo guy? The name Nubu means nothing to me. Why do you spout dribble? Cause, cause someone in your, you know, pavilion here asked about it. I assume they know more about it than I do. He he looks to the audience. Who here knows of a Nubu? Stand and speak. Fight with your human Mwangi spirit. And uh, a very like the the same a woman stands up from the crowd and. Hemlock, it's hard to see from here, uh, but you can see it's the same woman that was praying next to you. And she sort of raises her hand, um, shaking, like, horribly, and just, well, um, Numu is is a a, a healer. She's a healer, and my husband, he's he's very injured. 
recently in a bar fight and and she's she's taking care of him and he he just kind of like with a movement of his hand like sits her back down there you have it a doctor have you more questions or can you leave our pavilion uh, I'm going to try and stay hidden and leave as everybody else leaves. Again, just kind of... Oh, people aren't leaving yet. Filtering out. Yeah, so I'll wait until they do. Okay. So, like, I'm not allowed to be here then? He kind of rubs his head a little bit and looks at you and says, Do you, who stand as a non-human and thus incapable of attaining the true benevolences of the human Mwangi Pass, do you claim to seek knowledge? I say you cannot seek knowledge. Be gone. I can have curiosity. I have that in abundance. And I what... think I'll just like stay here and watch for a bit. I'll stop talking, though, if it makes you feel better about it. If you want to feel better about it. How about you stand up here with me? Bring your friends. Bring all of your friends. Come, stand with me and preach your wisdom curiosities to the audience. Well, I don't have, like, preaching. I'm bad at that. No, I'm no, just... no, please. Stand up. If you wish to make it a scene and come before me, challenging our beliefs, come, stand and speak your piece. Thank you for listening to the first episode of the Nonat One's live play of Paizo's The Slithering. If you'd like to hear more episodes like this one, check out the Min-Maxed podcast wherever podcasts are found. That's M-N-Maxed podcast. If you'd like to see some informative videos about Pathfinder 2E, check out my channel, Nonat One's, on YouTube. These live play episodes will be releasing every Sunday at midnight so they're ready for your Monday commute. Thanks again for listening, and until next time, no nat ones.